It's a Sunday morning with Kitty. Welcome to A Sound Palette. Hey, Whitney. Hi. So what we need is, I guess, tea to calm us down, right? Exactly. (laughs) Whitney, I want to know how you got into the whole tea thing. Well, the plant and tea kind of found me, but I am originally from the Outer Banks of North Carolina, so I'm a little girl from Mantio, and traveled around, like went to college, and then decided to become a chef and went to culinary school in South Pasadena, California, wound up in New York City from there with another chef from North Carolina who went on to top chef sort of fame named Sam Talbot, and then I moved into private chefing for celebrities and socialites in New York, and then when it came time to start a family. Um, I was pregnant with my first son, and I was like, oh my gosh, he can't run around outside in New York City. What am I doing? (laughs) And so I picked up everything in like my seventh month of pregnancy and moved to North Carolina and just sort of thought, well, that's it. I'm done being a chef. You know, I'll just cook for the family and I'll become a a proper housewife and do that. But when I got to North Carolina 10 years ago, it was like there was all this great food coming from farms, but the restaurant scene was just beginning. Sort of, if you look for anything after 10 o'clock at night, you were, you know, there was nothing to be found. Right, it's just Uh, changed so dramatically. So dramatically. And so it's been so fun to watch it grow, this whole farm-to-table movement here. And really, you know, the exploring the locals. And so how did tea find me? I was doing one of these healthy delivery businesses with the cold-pressed juices, and I was delivering in people's houses all this raw food and, and sort of trying the healthy angle, you know, the California girl thing. And... And it really just came organically, like people asking me, like, please, I have these, you know, inflammation issues, or I'm suffering from this or that, you know, can you make it more accessible? And it grew so fast that I burned myself out. You know, people really want this, they're hungry for health food, but I can't run a machine by myself. In that delivery business, I met a mycologist and a couple of herbalists and some farmers, and, you know, our stories overlapped. How can we make the earth better? How can we make food better? How can we make these food systems better? And the honeysuckle sort of came out of this idea of like using plants that were local and native to directly influence our menus, our food choices, our drink choices. And so we started with the drink part, you know, the coffee, tea aspect. And originally we had no coffee and it was all just herbs and tea. And then we found that that was just not a sustainable business in a coffee town. And I'm a coffee lover. Well, you need to try my bad kitty blend from Larry's Coffee. Yeah. Like, I love mixing coffee with kava right now is my big thing. They take the edge off each other. I call it the kava java. And it's like you get the the great qualities of sedation from the kava without the sleepiness. So you feel relaxed and less anxious, but alert and, you know, still on top of your game. And so working with herbalists, it's just this great thing where they will drink anything because it's good for them. But as a chef, I'm like, well, that tastes terrible. Um, Can we make this work where people will actually want to buy it? And then they're introducing new things to their diet and, you know, we're increasing their health and vitality and producing stuff that our land wants to produce anyway. And so, you know, creating these systems that are holistic. I'm curious because, you know, everyone seems to think that tea plants, they they just grow in Asia, but is North Carolina conducive climate-wise for that? So Christine Parks, who has Camellia Forest Nursery on 54, she is our mentor. And um, North Carolina and South Carolina actually have great growing conditions for tea. Now, there's only one ancient plantation, and by ancient, like 
250 years old, I think, in South Carolina. And tea growing has never really taken off because, you know, these funny historical stories where, like, someone will be like, I'm going to start the tea industry, and then something crazy will happen to that person, and the tea industry leaves with them. But, you know, we have 100 plants, and then Camellia Forest has thousands. And, you know, we started making this local white tea, black tea, green tea, just exploring the terroir, the flavors of our land. Mm -hmm. And and so far, you know, the production is small. It's small batch, but the flavor is great. And we're getting, both of us are getting orders from Japan and China from real tea connoisseurs. Seriously? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, Whitney, what's the most interesting fact you've learned about tea in your journeys? Uh, You know, the first fact that I didn't realize about tea was that all tea comes from one plant. You know, all these varieties that we know, black, white, oolong, you know, they're just either location or styles. And I didn't realize that one plant was creating all of these different variations. Camellia sinensis. You know, there's different varieties of Camellia sinensis, like this one has a a five-point leaf, this one's a little broader, this one's redder, but it's all one plant. And it's just the way that you handle it or the reflection of the soil that it's grown in that sort of gives it these characteristics that we that we know or say with something like matcha that's really popular that's just a very young tea leaf that's all ground up and not not processed and you know you hear so much about matcha now love matcha i had to get it on the menu as soon as i got back from california after a trip (laughs) yeah and matcha is one of those things where you can start off with really your basic low-level matcha and really move into these high flavored matchas that are you know, almost fishy in essence. You really do have to sort of develop a palate that works with it. You know, some people are really turned off by that flavor. It's like blue cheeses, right? Yes. Start with a little bit of that flavor and then work into the bigger and more robust. And what are the medicinal properties of matcha? I mean, okay, as the herbal side of me is saying, use everything in moderation always. Right. (laughs) Don't go totally overboard in one direction ever. Yes, you tend to overdo it like people say only green tea for instance only turmeric you know right. only turmeric too much turmeric can cause gout in certain people you know what I mean exactly. so it can get to a point where it has the opposite effect that you're looking for and that's what's wonderful about plants is they work differently with different people unlike prescription medicine much is good for so much though it's good for your skin it's good for your teeth it doesn't have that um, jittery fall that caffeine brings but it gives you this like bright-eyed bushy-tailed feeling and personally, I have sleep issues, so I'm sure you have a tea for that. The muse gets you at night. That's what I like to say. Okay. When I'm up at three in the morning, it's because something creative needs to be heard. Okay, yeah, let's go with that. I love it. So we have one called Sweet Dreams Tea. It's a blend that's from, from things we grow on the land. And it's California poppy, flowers, and chamomile, and wood betony. And it's just wonderful for initiating that, like, calm down before bed. So gentle. I give it to, I have one child that's just pretty wound up. I don't know if you know I have twins. I do, yeah. <laughs> I have two and a half year old twin boys. Wow. <laughs> they get lots of catnip. <laughs> lots of catnip tea for the children. They're yeah. out of control. But at the Honeysuckle Tea House, I mean, you encourage kids and families. Oh, it's such yeah. a beautiful place yeah. for that. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a big thought amongst us plant people that, you know, no one has to tell you the difference between broccoli and cauliflower, right? And so if you're a kid that's out there learning about plants, and especially your local plants that you see every year, your violets, your plantain, your dandelions, then you can teach kids about their environment and about health and about food all at the same time. And they love it. They absorb it. They're like, oh my gosh, I can eat this right out of the ground. And we talk about that thing that children have, that connection to plants is this sort of um, like a biognosis. You know, they sort of get that they're all part of this thing together. And, you know, it's only later that we sort of separate ourselves from the plants. But kids are so engaged with everything around them and they take the time to investigate this and smell it and we sort of lose that as we get older. And I always say that having kids was the best re-education. <laughs> it's those food memories. They never go away. Yeah. You know. They, you know, they show that those powerful memories sit in, like, you know, the back part of our brain. And so they really are tied into our senses of security and childhood. And, and it's a big part of drinking tea. You know, the first thing you get is the smell, the aroma of the steam lifting off the cup. And, and that feeling alone sort of induces this warm, cozy secure feeling. I'm in a trance already. You've got me in a trance just hearing your voice and the way you talk. It's like (laughs) we don't really need therapists now. We can just go to you there and you can just... kitchen table therapy. (laughs) My favorite. So you're going to do a pairing for us. Okay. Well, I am calling this today the Magical Rose Latte. And we love roses at the Tea House because they're great for your emotional heart and your physical heart. And that's something we really like to think about, sort of, you know, the emotional quality of consuming the food and the actual physical properties of it. And so in it, it's sort of like making a chai latte. We're going to use cardamom pods and vanilla and cinnamon and a quarter cup of rose petals. Now, we dry our own when we can, but um, when we can't, we order them organic from a wonderful company called Mountain Rose Herbs or Pacific Botanicals. And you just want to make sure that your roses are organic and not sprayed. And and you're going to put hot water in a French press with the rose petals. And if you need a little caffeine in your latte, you can add black tea to this. And then in a separate pot on your stove, you want to warm up. I prefer almond milk. Some people prefer whole milk, whatever your milk of choice is. And in that milk, you're going to warm up vanilla pods split in half and some of the caviar scooped out. A couple cardamom pods just bashed open, one cinnamon stick, and one piece of star anise, if you have it. And you're going to bring that, you know, just to warmth, just to pull all those beautiful aromatics into the flavor of your almond milk. And so there's, I have one of those little arrow latte whisks, which mm-hmm. I love. But if you don't have that and you have a blender and that's easier, you can strain the almond milk into your blender and then press the rose petal water and add both of those contents straight to a Vitamix, put it on high, and it will froth up. Or you can froth the almond milk with the arrow latte and then add them together. Either way, you want to have that big, foamy milk top on top of your latte. Maybe a little bit of honey or maple syrup or stevia and just prepare yourself for the most delightful treat. And so for me, if I'm drinking rose, all I can think of is Louis Armstrong's La Vie en Rose, the trumpet solo in the beginning and just let your heart open up to all that it can receive. And that will really just set the tone for your day, a romantic, a romantic date with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Some self-care. I, I love those kinds of romantic dates. They always work out so much better. Uh, they really are. <laughs> Lots of expectations, you know? 
If you're ambitious enough to make that cup of tea, Chef Whitney Dane has given us the entire recipe step by step, and it's right here on our website. Or personally, I would just go to Honeysuckle Tea House and let them make it for you. I'm Kitty Kinnan. Thanks for listening to A Sound Palette. We'd love to hear your comments, and please share it with your friends. 